Good morning, everyone. This is Ben Sadiq, uh, your host for 3P Ball Competitive Fantasy Basketball League. So, Friday's format, we kind of will be going through league matchups, seeing the status of everyone's matchup, and see what each person needs to get done over the weekend to uh, win the matchup. So, we'll get started uh, with my matchup, number five against the 10th place Talal. Right now, I am ahead 5-4. I'm winning in free throws, threes, points, steals, and blocks, while Talal has the edge on field goal, rebounds, assists, and turnovers. So, a little bit of news on what happened yesterday was I made the decision to drop Jabari Smith from my roster to activate Cam Johnson from IR. Now, I knew Cam Johnson was going to have a minutes restriction. It was stated, it was clear. He had three games, may even rest for a few. But I was weary of the fact that Jabari Smith had that ankle injury. He may be out. And with Franz Wagner popping up on the injury report as questionable, and no updates on Donovan Mitchell. I needed some form of games played in absence of an IR tag, as uh, with the trade that I made, Jokic for Mitchell and Cat, I need to win my matchups to secure the playoff spot and protect it. Only then will I reap the potential rewards of the Cat trade. So, thought I had pretty high confidence in Cam Johnson and I knew early on when I did the two for one trade I've only been really using one waiver stream position that's currently held by Levert who's uh, nursing the starting position until Donovan Mitchell's back but obviously once Mitchell's back he gets tossed back to the gutters and so I figured Cam Johnson would take Levert's spot closing my waiver stream but what happens when Cat is back? I'm optimistic he returns before All-Star break. But when he's back, I was going to have to make the decision to drop someone who I haven't dropped earlier this season. So looking through my roster, I decided, you know what? Jabari Smith has been outside the top 100 all year. And I initially picked him up. A, rookies tend to get better over time, especially the second half. And I needed a big, a qualified center who can provide me some sort of threes output while giving me the source of rebounds I wanted. Now, Jabari Smith fulfilled that low three rate, but still it's not a zero and gave me the rebounds and occasional stocks. Dreadful, dreadful field goal percentage, which as a punt field goal, the time I didn't mind as much now his poor threes rate is now covered by Cam Johnson's outstanding past performance in threes and by adding him to my lineup I now have the flexibility I believe on adding a more traditional big who will give me the field goal rebounds stocks low TO that's atypical and I don't have to worry about the loss of threes as Cam Johnson will account for any mediocre big who has a three game. So 
that move obviously paid dividends uh, yesterday. He came back 21 minutes, 19 and 6 with three stocks, couple threes, and great from the line. So exactly what I wanted out of him. Great debut. Um, he was someone that was dropped in our league by Ali. I picked him up. I got that last game of his seven threes until he got hurt. I held him onto IR as long as I could. I had to drop him when I had a couple of excess injuries. Jin picked him up and I was pretty disappointed by that pickup, but he had to drop him because he had a myriad of injuries and I reclaimed him. So pretty pleased, hoping that uh, he keeps up and promises that window up, you know, top 60 value for the rest of the season very low amount of playable players in phoenix and he's gonna get all the playing time he's looking to get paid and he's at the prime of his career a couple of questionable tags popped up with wagner as i mentioned earlier and donovan mitchell is still questionable i have lavert but i don't trust lavert so thankfully they're facing off against the warriors but they are fresh off a hard loss so i don't know how that's gonna play out um, looking into the matchups, Brunson, Bam, DeJounte will need to carry for me. They're all have their own hot streaks going with Bam averaging 20 points over the last five, Murray averaging six assists over the last five, and Brunson averaging 30 points over the last five. So um, Saturday is a full day. We're pretty evenly matched up on the games played. We both have about 20 to 22 remaining, but Mine can drastically lessen if Cam Johnson's resting, Wagner's not playing, and Donovan Mitchell continues to not play. So for me to win this week, I need my guys to play. Uh, quite simply, I need every player who's on my roster to play. Uh, Donovan Mitchell would be ideal. And if he's not returning, I need Levert to stay hot. But carrying a questionable out tag is hard this week. I can't have any crazy turnovers. And that's the uh, double-edged sword of not having Donovan play. Uh, our turnover categories, I'm currently losing 48 to 42. So it's a six turnover difference. And if I don't have the high uh, output T.O. machine and Donovan playing. I might be able to win that, especially if Talal has the game's advantage. And then I need to keep winning that free throw. I'm winning 812 to 795. Uh, Laverne and PJ are my weak points in free throw, so I need them to either not get to the line or go at it at a good clip. So um, they can't have any surprises. And then finally, I have one last waiver move on hand looking to see if I need to use it and then what category am I going to chase. So those are kind of my areas I need to protect. Steals where I'm ahead 31 to 26. I need to protect blocks where I'm ahead 24 and 16 and try to see if I can win turnovers while holding free throws, which is going to be very tight down to the wire. I think I'm pretty comfortable in threes and points. I'm ahead by uh, 33s and about 110 points or so. And I think Talal will have field goals locked up at this point. And um, we'll go over to Talal synopsis. So last night, 
he had two of his players just go off Harden with the standard vintage triple double machine and uh Anderson, oh God, I'm so sorry for mentioning him as a potential waiver out. As soon as I realized Trey Murphy was there, I should have subbed him off in the last week 14 briefing, but he's proving me wrong and making me eat words. He dropped a 20, 10, and 6 night. He's having a career three-game stretch with one more to go. So that's been painful, and what a pickup. What a pickup by Talal. For him to win, for Talal to win, so right now he's got field goals, rebounds, assists, and turnovers. So losing 5-4 to me. I think he'll maintain his rebound assist win rate. He's got Jokic with two games remaining, who's going to provide huge boosts in rebounds, assists, and field goals. Assists even with Harden available, and he's got, he's got, I think, those two that he'll be able to maintain. So... We're going to talk about steals. Now, his waiver pickups in Tyus Jones, Anderson, Murphy, they're going to be the ones to give him that steady steal um, rate to hand me my first steals loss of the season. So let's see if his guys can pick up the steals gap. I'm winning 31 to 26 in that cat. And then he's got a decision to make. Uh, Does he potentially start Chris Paul, if he's truly back, Chris Paul's been pretty bad at the field goal, but he can lock up assists and, you know, maybe not hurt him on the TO as much, but he's got a decision to make on who he cuts and if he takes the gamble on Chris Paul or not. This is not the same Chris Paul as last year, so far at least. And then blocks, I'm ahead 24 to 16, but... You know, I'm second in the league in blocks. It's a career week. I am not a traditional block winning team, but he's got potential to swing that. He's got Naz Reed, who's been giving him two to three blocks throughout this matchup a game. And he's got Wendell Carter and John Collins. So if he can knock off, you know, six, seven blocks between the three of them, all of a sudden it's down to Sunday on who wins that cat. So close matchup, 5-4 either direction or the potential to possibly 6-3 again either direction. So let's see what the weekend brings here. So next matchup I'll talk about is Byron versus Sunny. Now this is a sixth versus seventh place matchup. I have my eyes on as I'm fifth right now and these two are right behind me. So Byron sixth and Sonny is seventh. So Byron had great outputs on the block categories last night. Wiggins with four blocks, Claxton with three blocks. I mean, his team after drafting Giannis is obviously a big man cat. So um, I think he's going for assists and steals with his other pickups. He's obviously a stocks magnet. And and if he wins any other categories, it's a bonus. Now, this is an interesting matchup because Sonny is also a traditional big man lineup. And however, in his case, instead of trying to vie for assists, steals, he has the potential of... um, threes and points and that's backed by Beal, Shea and Curry so it's a good lineup it's a good drafted build but the core of both of their teams are quite similar so 
the categories also show that they're similar in the contested categories. So Curry's looking great, you know, six threes last night. And TJ McConnell, great pickup. I debated on him, but obviously just great on the assist numbers and steals as well. Paul George is playing Friday, so that will be great. Stewart's back in action and Murray is hot right now and Beal just came back as well. So I think Sonny, for him to win, he's down uh, five to three right now. Uh, I think he'll regain the threes and points category between Curry, Murray, Paul George, Shea. He's got the scoring punch. And so I think he'll regain those categories. Now, where it gets interesting is going to be steals and field goal. Steals, if Paul George and McConnell, if Paul George um, plays, he's an elite steals uh, provider. And, you know, TJ McConnell's been great for two steals a game and Shea's sneaky with it. So they're tied right now. That's why it's 5-3. I think Sonny can win the steals category as as um, Byron really has Ben Simmons to win that category for him. And holding field goal for Sonny would be key to winning. But if Giannis returns for Byron, Giannis can, you know, come back from an injury with hunger and hold down the field goal, potentially points and close the rebounds as well. They're separated by 32 points. Um, 15 rebounds, tied in steals, four threes separate them, and their field goals is 517 to 488. Um, I mean, Claxton's been nice. It's two games averaging, you know, left remaining, and he's averaging 10 boards for Byron. RJ's been nice on the points, 22 points last five games. Jalen Brown just came back and Again, if Giannis plays, Giannis is Giannis. So he hasn't been as great as previous seasons, but you don't doubt Giannis. So that'll be an interesting matchup. All right, going onwards to the next matchup I'm closely looking at. This is the one versus four seed. And again, being fifth, I'm monitoring Ali, who's fifth right now. He's currently losing 6-3 to Shiroz, who's in first place. Looking at the categories, they both have about 21-22 games remaining, but that will change based on a couple of waiver moves and also if Trey plays, uh, as we know, LaMelo's not going to be playing. Now for Ali, Vooch had a great night, 16-15, and Fred Van Vliet was in vintage form. Um, Brogdon with seven boards. I mean, he's all but locked up rebounds at 174 versus 128. LeBron is questionable, and that's bad. So Ali's losing the field goal, 496 to 469. He's losing free throws, which is expected. He's losing threes, 56 to 51. Now these are top three, two of the top three threes point getters of our league so this was going to be a contested match he's losing points by about 34 points and the rest of the category share he has a big advantage in steals and blocks and Ali has a big advantage in turnovers so 
I see this as the gaps between points, threes, field goal, assists, they're separated by 10. That's just a LeBron vintage line right there. He drops a 32, six and 10 game with a couple of threes and that's the difference in three categories pretty much. So LeBron needs to play for Ali to win. Uh, he's gonna be key and he needs those high high random game of threes from Randall. Uh, Fred Van Vliet stays hot, Barnes, Buddy. Uh, he needs the threes that he can get to secure the threes category and albeit points. Now, if, if Ali gets threes points and uh, holds on to his assists with LeBron playing, um, he secures the 5-4 win. On Sherry's side, trade's questionable, but New York's on the table. Will Trey play or not? Um, Bain's looking like himself, giving him the output of points and threes that he was drafted for with good efficiencies. Markkinen returned to the floor last night and looked great, but he only has one game left. And Bancaro may eat without Wagner playing, which is bad for me, good for Sherry. So for Sherry to win, he needs just good shooting performances. He swings on field goal quite a bit. If Baines plays to standard and there's no off shooting nights, he can hold that 496 to 469 lead. Uh, he may secure the field goal win, which is pivotal against uh, Ali, who has a lot of bigs. And Jonas Valanciunas, Ron, and, and uh, well, Vooch is done, but traditionally he's a good field goal team. Um, he needs to reclaim the assist category. He's down by 10 assists. Bridges and Siakam need to supply those ongoing assists, and he has a game left between Dame and Smart. Now the double-edged sword is going to be Trey Young if he is playing. I mean, you start him, but he can lose field goal while regaining assists. So that'll be a decision Sherry will have to monitor. I mean, it'd be a huge gamble, and I think it's too early mid-season first place to make those types of decisions, but Trey's one to watch out for, of course. All right, on to the next matchup, which is Jin versus Ace. That's the second place versus the ninth place matchup. Now for Jin, he is um, rostering four injured players right now in Booker, Wood, Vessel, and Brendan Togram, as who I'll call him now, is Toe. God knows what's going on. Now, three out of the four, he can't do anything. Vessel's an interesting one. He picked him up from waivers as Talal dropped him. I think Jin's sitting on second. He's done his calculations and math, and he thinks he can be close enough to not lose by more than three cats. I mean, five, four, six, three at worst case while holding on to Vessel. And then second half of the season, he gets a gem of a player who doesn't hurt you really anywhere in preparation for playoff seating. So he's gambling on his uh, first round buy um, versus strengthening his roster for a deep, deep run. So we'll see how that plays out, but that's how he's doing. Simons has not been looking too good right now, but he was covered by strong performances in Ant, Levine, uh, Damar and Horford with the vintage 2010. 
so Jin should be able to hold free throws. He's up 866 to 765. Threes, he's up 41 to 28. Both cats ace is not strong in. And uh, and I think T.O., just by simply rostering um, his injured players, he's got two versus ace rostering one. That might be contentious, though, as ace doesn't have real high-volume T.O. folks, uh, apart from Embiid, really, and Kevin Porter's out with an injury. Now, points, rebounds, assists are... Probably aces. Aces up 379 to 349, 348. Or I guess points might be a, a competitive decider. It's only about 30 points differential, so I retract that. But rebounds, aces up 147 to 116, and assists, aces up 75 to 56. I think he's Ace is going to lock rebounds and assists up. And field goal, he is up 507 to 432. So that's three categories. Ace pretty much has locked up. Now, steals and blocks, I think that's what Ace is holding. And that's going to determine the winner, at least, while Teal will determine the uh, gap in the win. So for steals potential for ace i think it's hard i think it's gonna be hard for uh Jin to win that category only because ace has Kawhi, richardson's been sneaky draymond green draymond green um jordan Poole. they all can provide a steady source of steals blocks will be interesting now ace has jared allen Green and Josh Richardson, but Jin's got the block machine in JJJ, who's got two games left. So I think they split the stocks categories where Jin maintains blocks and Ace maintains steals. So based on my observation, it's going to be down to rebounds, assists, or sorry, uh, points and turnovers. I think those are going to be the two categories um, that can go either way. And um, so Ace is holding on to Mitch Robinson, which worked out against Jin because he's rostering players. But it'll be interesting to see what he decides in the um, upcoming games. Moving on to the next matchup. And the last matchup of the week is Akmal versus Vahid. Now, Vahid is currently our eighth seed facing off against Akmal, our third seed. And he's up 6-3 right now. Now, Vahid has only 14 games remaining, while Akmal has 22. So that's a eight-game gap, which can cover a lot of ground real fast. Vahid is winning in free throws, 861 to 762. I think he'll be able to hold that. Akmal is a punt free throw team. And... Uh, I think Vahid is up 44 to 35 on threes, which he should be able to hold again, as Akmal occasionally can win threes on the backs of Guzma and Doncic and a couple of high-level performances, but Vahid should be able to hold that. And he's up on points, 405 to 339. He's also up on steals, blocks, and turnovers at 23 to 18. 13 to 9 and 40 to 45. So I think he 
He'll be able to hold the threes, points, and free throws. For steals, he's got Irving and Hayes. He's up by five right now. I think he'll be able to hold on to steals. Blocks, I think he seals it with Pirtle, but two games left on Turner. And finally, Tio turnovers. He just needs to hope that Tatum and Jaw have his high usage players don't have five to seven turnover games and think he can hold on to that. Now for Akmal, Aiton did the damage he needed to yesterday giving his typical big man stats with bad free throw lines, but who cares, Akmal's pretty much punting free throws anyway with that move. For him, for Akmal to win, they're up on the field goal, 502 to 457, Feeds not catching up on that. They're up 127 to 101 on rebounds, I don't think the Heat catches that. And they're up 97 to 79 on assists, but I don't think Vade's gonna catch that with Doncic and company, and Dinwiddie, and he's got good assists coming out of his lineup. So for steals, he's down by five. He's got Fultz and Jalen Williams. It is up in the air. I would say Irving and Hayes can have those high output games versus Fultz and Jalen are more consistent with the steals output. So he might be able to reclaim that, but five steals is a big gap going into the weekend for these teams in particular. Blocks, it's Akangwu and Porzingis. They're facing off pretty much against Turner. Can the two, you know, combine to have some high nights if Akangwu can provide three, four blocks? Same with Porzingis, that's eight. He's up 16-13 and hopes for a Turner off game. It's tough, but Akmal's got to find a way to get the steals and blocks into their window because I don't see them winning turnovers. It is going to be very tough with Doncic alone playing. Um, so I, it's interesting. I didn't see this. I haven't evaluated these two facing off each other, but looking at their matchup, I think uh, third place versus eighth place, irrespective of seeding, the Heat's team is got the potential, especially with the Turner build, to beat Akmal consistently. So that will be it for today. Let's see where the weekend takes out and watch out for the next podcast coming to you Monday. See you, everyone.